The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. An investment that always guarantees a great return is investing in yourself. In this episode, we share the ways we've done it and how it still pays dividends. I'm Sienna. And I'm Toast. We're partners in love, life, and music. And we've been together since 2001. With each episode of this podcast, our goal is to help our fellow LGBT community members lift their lives to the next level. Hello. Hey. Wow. Hello. Did you just... I stepped... <laughs> what? Oh. Hey. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Toast. Oh boy. Hi, this is Sienna. And welcome to this episode. Welcome to the episode. So before we get going too far, we just wanted to give a quick shout out to listener Candace. Hi Candace. In Los Angeles, California. Thank you so much for listening. And Candace is really an amazing human being. She is the president and executive director of Infinite Love Animal Rescue. And if you live in the Los Angeles area, they are always looking for great foster parents for dogs. She spends her time um, going to certain uh, shelters and pulling the dogs that she feels she can really help the most. And you know that there's so many animals in the shelters, and so it's a hard job to try and choose, you know, a handful of them. So the more foster parents that Infinite Love Animal Rescue has, the more dogs she can pull and save and give forever homes to. So thanks, Candace. Thank you, Candace. Okay, so before we get into the topic of investing in yourself in this app, uh, we wanted to share with oh you. Oh my gosh! A re- what? Did you almost fall off your chair? No, I, no, I did not. I saw, I saw like your face go down and then come right back up. <laughs> I did, I did lean back quite a bit. Okay, and then I bounced back up because I forgot. Well, I don't know if you all know, but it was Toast's birthday recently. Well, I don't know how recent because I don't know when they hear this, right? But anyway. <laughs> Anyways, it was less than a year ago. It was less than a year ago. <laughs> and we had a really great day. But did you want to mention? Well, this day was full of the unexpected. <laughs> it was. And it you, was. Wouldn't, you wouldn't think so because I'm sure, you know, you've probably been to a, a fair before. So we, we plan to go to the Rose City Festival Carnival. It's this fairgrounds that they set up alongside the Willamette River. And we we drove past. There's a freeway that goes right past where the Ferris wheel rises up above it. And And we were actually driving on that freeway, and we saw this giant Ferris wheel and this other crazy ride that looked like the zipper. 
And we, so we went to it. We were like, that's crazy. Because can you imagine being on those rides and then seeing the freeway? And going above the freeway and going, okay, there's cars. No, there's no cars. <laughs> hey, there's cars. So anyways, I don't know. It's been like 100 years since Tosin and I have been to a, a carnival. Well, right? It's been no? a long time since actually like riding on rides at the carnival. That's for sure. I don't sure. even remember. When, when were we at a carnival? So, I don't know. See, that's what I mean. <laughs> Right? I mean, I really can't remember. I don't know. But anyways, so we thought it would be really fun because apparently the Rose City Festival Carnival is only for, I believe, three or four weekends Mm -hmm. uh, during the spring months. And it just fell right in line with Toast's birthday. So we went there and... Got there early because we didn't want to have to, you know, deal with all the hustling, bustling crowds. We didn't have anything to worry about. Yeah, I don't know. Everywhere here, you have nothing to worry about. You can find parking. Yes, it's not like You don't have to stand in a giant line. Um, But we are so... We have L.A. in our DNA. (laughs) And so we leave really early. We try to find... We like to be... We we are very punctual people, right? We don't like long lines. Yeah, we are pretty punctual. We try to be very punctual. We're very conscientious about, you know, trying time. to be on time right. and fulfilling our responsibilities. Well, I think I kind of made you, well, I think I made you that way, though. Because with the, with the I have thing? OCD, yes, because I'm a yeah. little bit, you know. She's a little bit country. Isn't that, isn't that a song? Right? Yeah, but that doesn't even work. That doesn't work here. Doesn't work. Okay, so anyways, we went to the carnival and... I thought it was going to be packed, packed and just something totally different. Like for one thing, I thought, wow, this carnival has a museum. I love museums. So I'm like, what carnival has a museum? And because it's the Rose City Festival, I thought there's going to be like maybe prize winning roses, like maybe a beautiful, what I saw in my head was like a beautiful white tent that kind of went on forever that... And there are tables under there and the growers of these beautiful roses standing right by their roses. And you can walk up there. It's shaded. And you can smell all the roses. I thought and, I'd And there's going to be like judging of like maybe best in show. Right. right? And ribbons on some right, of the best right. roses and just smelling amazing scents of hybrids and cool types of mm-hmm. plants that amazing people with great green thumbs just grow i thought that and if it was there we missed it (laughs) just like we missed the entrance to the whole fairgrounds because we we parked and we're like yay we found parking and then we were like well let's just find the main entrance and we ended up walking past what turned out to be a number of entrances right and we just ordered out the whole fair and we ended well, up at the farmer's market and we're like right. oh <laughs> oh i guess we must have passed it but i think but, I, I think where we went wrong is we just followed the herd yeah right and, and we're like oh let's just follow these people and we assumed that there would be a main entrance and right. it turns out i think there was no main entrance it was just a number of just regular entrances yeah whatever so but anyways, anyways we thing, got in the thing that we didn't miss though mm-hmm. 
we might have missed the roses. I don't know. I don't think they were there. But we, we, we didn't miss the museum. The museum. The museum was there. But we could have missed the museum. Yeah. <laughs> the museum was in a teeny tiny little booth yeah. with a crickety crackety floor. <laughs> didn't you feel like yeah, the floor it was, itself was it a ride like, because it was, it was like... Yeah. Ooh. It was tilted. Because it was on natural ground. It's on grass ground. So it was like tilted and you had to, you know, use your core to stay balanced and <laughs> enjoy all the uh, photos and yeah. pins from pretty amazing. the yep, previous Rose Festival. I think it was like program. 1910, right? Some 1910 like that or something. Yeah, it was pretty actually kind of neat. It was cute. So it was, you know, it was very cute. neat. And I we just, enjoyed it. We, every little we bit did of the museum booth that was there, we enjoyed it. <laughs> Damn it. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was a booth. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but it was pretty fun because next door to that booth was an arcade booth. Like from Karate Kid days. From like the 80s. Style, right? Yes. Yeah. From like, the 80s. you know, put your quarter in kind of thing. Yes. And so that was pretty fun. We played a game of Ms. Pac-Man because we're lesbians. And um, and it's, you know what's so neat? Like if, if you grew up in the day of... Those types of games, right? So we're mm-hmm. talking like Ms. Pac-Man, Centipede, Pac-Man, Frogger, Donkey Kong, um, Galaxia, I think is what it was called, right? Galaga. Oh, Galaga. Is that um, what it was? The original Space Invaders. If you grew up in those days and times, then you know everything about like high scores and being able to put your initials and things like that. But here's what's so funny is that when we started playing, it's like muscle memory. You kind of remember. Didn't you kind of have that feeling like, oh, yeah, I go down here and da, 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 da. No. No. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was like, oh, crap. How do I? Oh, no. The ghost ate me. It was but, really know, quick. Okay. Yeah, no. What I didn't remember, though, was a Coke can. That was new to me, too. Wasn't it? Did, wasn't I remember like cherries? Or yes. like fruit. And peaches, the peach. Yeah, like fruit, right? right? For Miss Pac-Man. Come on, everybody. Remember? It's so weird. I don't remember the Coke can. Now it's soda. It's like, do you think that's a that? new thing? or do you th- I yeah. do not remember a Coca-Cola can yeah. on the Miss Pac-Man. So anyways, that was pretty fun. So the cynical part of me is like, good Lord, like the product placements are just everywhere. <laughs> right? Not only do you have TV at the gas pump now but you have like product placement in Ms. Pac-Man I know but it was really fun and um so one of the okay so here's what's cool is that Toast is pretty much like she can handle roller coasters I cannot like I couldn't I could barely handle the museum booth that was kind of wobbly the floor was a little wobbly um and so I agreed. I said, okay, well, I'll go on a ride with you. Mm-hmm. And we thought, okay, you know, I think I could handle the haunted house ride. I think, I like scary things, mm-hmm. but I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I think I can handle this ride. We went on, a, went on it and it was so silly. It just turned out to be... It was too silly. silly. So I thought, you know what, because, I can well, handle... Well, let's describe the silly, right? It was just like, it wasn't a roller coaster. It was just like... You just get on and then... It just the train go. The train goes through and every so often this thing... Jumps up at you. Yeah, like a mummy with a strobe light on it goes. <laughs> and then you move on to the next thing where, you know, a witch or something does the same thing. Yes. Anyways, but, but that's part of the fun of a carnival. 
That is. But I'm so proud of myself that I did go on like the, the what is it, the Ferris, Ferris wheel? wheel? But that wasn't a regular Ferris wheel, it right? Was, yeah, I don't think so. Because the Ferris wheel, in my mind, is a... Uh, uh, a like a two-seater. Like a carriage that you get into, and you're both facing in the same direction. Like the kind on the notebook. I can right? barely remember. The notebook. I just remember. No, I know. Like, yeah, if you're a bird, I'm a bird. My favorite yeah. <laughs> scene in that movie. But I don't remember the roller coaster. But anyways, I no, mean the, the Ferris, Ferris wheel. Um, but this one was round. And each so toast carousel, was across yeah, of me. Each carriage was completely round, circular, yeah. So and it would rock. Facing each other, and it was pretty fast. And I thought, okay, you know what? I can handle this one. I don't know what I was thinking. I had to have my <laughs> eyes closed the whole time. And then this was the ride that was right next to the freeway, but I could not even look. I could not even look, and I even had to be screaming. <laughs> So I don't know. It's just it's you really can't take me to the carnival, especially on rides or even playing Miss Miss Pac-Man. Like I just have to scream because I don't know what it is because you live life to the fullest. I just feel it and I'm screaming. So I don't know that that was pretty scary. But toast that was enough to prime her to do the power surge ride, which I do not know. How did you even do that ride? That I could it's not even, great. like, I could barely breathe when well, you were doing it. I was very attracted to the rides that I did not recognize from my childhood. Because some rides, you know, it's like, ah, I've seen that one before, I've seen that one before, I've done that, done that. But this this carnival did have some, some new rides I, I don't recall ever seeing before. And they went upside down and sideways. And I was like, oh, that looks cool. And I, yeah, I haven't been on these rides in years and years, maybe 10 years. I mean, it's been a long time. That's what I was saying. So I wanted to challenge myself and to see if my nervous system would react in, you know, in the same way. Only you would do that. <laughs> And, and what's glad. the what's the what's the uh, result? What did you what's the wh- what's was, your finding? Okay, so my finding was that my nervous system was able to handle the one ride after I, the Ferris wheel. Yes, after the or Ferris whatever that wheel. was. I don't yeah, know after that the Ferris wheel. And uh, I didn't want to go on another ride though, because I thought, you know what, I still have to drive home, and if yeah. I just mess myself up and my balance is off and I get all nauseous and dizzy it's like I don't have to try and drive home dealing with that so Mm. I thought okay one ride that's enough it's good it was fun and I was I was also struck by how so much of the excitement and adrenaline of the ride really comes from your own mind telling you throughout the ride (laughs) what if it breaks (laughs) right now what if it breaks right now? Like, what if my I harness? Know. What if my harness breaks right now? You I know. know and I mean? the guy, like, and the guy, really, what who, guy? The guy, the ride guy, the operator. Yes. Yeah. Like he, he went checking, but I'm like, why isn't he checking your car? Yeah, he didn't check my my like, car. Don't they have to like just like tug on the thing? Oh, like, okay, are you locked yeah. in there? Anyways. Is that is that fake? Right? That might just I don't know. Well, anyways, fake. I survived I it. It was fun. You survived I'm glad it. we did it. Oh, and here's the great okay, the greatest part of the day for me was seeing you just eat an entire funnel cake. <laughs> that was hella good, man. Oh. Yeah, that was awesome. Like toast okay, you guys don't even know, but toast has so much restraint 
and it does not even seem hard for her. Like, she's just like, no, no thanks. Where, like, for me, if you even say, here, you want some, you want, like, some of this muffin? I need the whole muffin. Like, I can't, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can't just have a li- like, I need to have the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to well, be it's like how you scream. in it's the like full you experience. Live, you live it out. Where toast, she can go, well, all right, let me just have like, and she can have like a crumb and go, mm, yeah, that's good. And I'll say, do you want any more? And she's like, no. She has restraint. But here, her birthday, she had a funnel cake with, you know, and this is a this is a carnival again. So they put like the most whipped cream. There, there was probably more whipped cream than the funnel cake. And then strawberries. Well, this was the other, okay, in the line of unexpected things. Yes. The funnel cake that I ordered was like a funnel cake with strawberries and whipped cream, right? So the funnel cake comes and it has like one strawberry on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's a whole bunch of red syrupy, gloppy syrup on it, but it's like there's one <laughs> strawberry like cut in half. It was, so there's two strawberry bits on it. I'm like, uh, mm, okay. <laughs> But it's a carnival. Hey. Oh, my gosh. But she, you ate the whole thing. I did. Yeah, That's I'm right. so proud I of you. Because mm-hmm. you were, like, giving mm-hmm. in to your birthday, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But anyways, so, you know, I, my God, we were talking so long on all this stuff. That's but right. I do want to say one last thing. Because, okay, so the last, there were no roses, right? We, we started talking about how I thought there was going to be this tent. But anyways, there were no roses. I totally needed my rose fill. Okay, roses are one of my favorite flowers because of their beautiful uh, scent and we remembered that right near our home there is a park that does have a rose garden the last time we were there the roses weren't um, blooming yet we went down and to our fantastic surprise full bloom like it was so incredibly beautiful we will have photos for you folks, let me just put down here, taking notes, photos of the roses. Photos for the people. Photos for the people. And But here's the funny thing. <laughs> Why don't you tell them? And I'm going to find the sign so I can read it. Okay. There is also a gorgeous fountain at the center of this rose garden. Beautiful fountain. It's a very large, wide, low fountain uh, that just looks, it does look very inviting. It adds to the beauty. It really does. Uh, but there is clearly a sign posted. There's a sign. Which reads? In red. Okay, this is a sign, a white sign with red lettering that says, This is a decorative fountain only. Swimming or waiting by humans or pets is prohibited. And there's even a Portland City code. But what we go there to find is a dad standing in his swim trunks in the, in the thing. Kids with, uh, what are those floaty and a young child arms? with arm floaties. Arm floaties. And a wetsuit. And goggles. Another kid and swimming just... and kicking and goggle and his snorkel thingamabob in the fountain. Waterborne parasites be damned. Wouldn't what there be like worms? What ifs? Can't you get worms or something? Or is that just like like, natural water sources? I don't know. Anyways, Toast, look, we talked like 18 minutes about this. Well, hopefully the people will find it at least entertaining. Right. So this (laughs) podcast is going to go a bit longer 
It's going to go as long as it needs to go, man. And and just know, if you need a break, go take a break, and you can always come back and listen. Okay, so the topic today is investing in yourself. And why this matters to you is because this investment of yourself is the most effective principle to help yourself, to help the world, to help those you care about. This is the this is the groundwork of it all, mm-hmm. and it reminds me of um, a story about sharpening the saw. I asked Sienna if she knew this story, and I was actually surprised she didn't. So I'm just going to tell it really quick. I mean, I know the phrase, right? You know the phrase "sharpen the saw," which means sharpen yourself, right? Yeah. Like hone yourself so that you are effective. I was first introduced to this, and I think it was first used actually, by Stephen Covey, who's the author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's it's old school, man. It came out in 1989, self-improvement book, right? But principle seven is sharpen the saw. And he introduces this principle by telling the story of, hey, imagine if you came along a person in the woods and they're trying to saw down a tree and they're just sweating and they're they're exerting so much energy and trying to saw down this tree and you're you're like hey dude like what are you doing there you're working so hard and he was like can't you see i'm trying to saw down the tree and you tell him well hmm is this is a saw sharp like do you think maybe you should try and like make sure that it's really effective and sharp first and the guy's like no man i don't have time to sharpen it i'm so can't you see i'm busy trying to saw down the tree Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and that that story helps me because i naturally i think tend to be like that person who just nose to the grindstone just crank just keep working just Mm -hmm. gut it out just you know be a hard worker and just put in a lot of effort and have good work ethic. In, and so this is a big reminder for me of like, well, step away and make sure that before you put in the quote hard work, you bring your best self to it because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you're going to get so much more work done if you do that. Sharpen the saw. And there are so many ways to sharpen the saw. There's so many ways to invest in yourself. Yes, but we think, really, that there's two main ways. There's money, literally investing in some, in stuff like books and a gym membership and a course and coaching, right? There's literal money that you can invest in yourself. And then there's your time, which right. is similar to money. I mean, you know, but... Well, you know what's so interesting? What? Is that, I mean, not to take us off, off course here, but they do say that how you use time will reflect in how you use money. Hmm. I think that's really interesting. I'm going to find out who, uh, there's an author that wrote about that, Hmm. that I think is really... Like how deliberate and intentional one is with their time and how how they choose to use it. Because the thing with time that can feel kind of scary is like, once you spend it, you are not getting that back, right? Right. Unlike money, money you can have a windfall and whatever, and save it. You you can't save or make more. Yeah, you cannot save time. So right. anyway, the two, right. the two and, main things. Yes, and you know, there's also there's a whole other way you can start viewing time, a whole other perspective on time mm-hmm. that will help you in how you manage time. 
manage yourself. Manage yourself because you can't manage time. Right. But that's a whole other podcast. But it's a whole okay. other course. Uh, so that's any a whole who, other philosophy, which is awesome. But okay, so we're talking about investing in yourself, and we're specifically going to break this out into investing dollars and investing your time, your precious time. So we'll talk dollars first. Okay, so sometimes it can be really hard to invest dollars. Depending. depending on, yeah, it depends on your mindset, right? Depends if, on your mindset. If you... If you are hesitant about whether the investment will pay off, right? If you're not sure that it's going to be a good investment, then it makes it tougher to, to invest the money. But but if you know, it's like, and I know that if I invest this money, I am going to get a huge return. It's going to be worth it. I'm going to get some awesome value out of it. Then it makes it kind of more of like a no-brainer. It's like, why wouldn't you it does. do that? Right, it does. But then I think, oh my gosh, I think like there's so many layers to that though, because if you, you know, it's not just, am I going to get my money's worth? Is it going to pay off? So much of it has to do with you, (laughs) me. Okay. And if we're going to freaking work the course, right? Use it. So actually use it. Yes. Versus the, versus the quality of the product itself. Right. Right. I mean, am I going to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, and that speaks to two things right there. Number one, do you believe you're worth investing in? Exactly. Right? That's another layer yeah. of it. Do you believe that y- you are worth investing in yourself? We're all onions. And, and I think number two, do, do you trust yourself that you are going to make use of it? Right. Are you going to avail yourself right. of this? Which is related, right? It's like, right. am I worth spending uh, time? Mm-hmm. on, on mm-hmm. myself. And I remember feeling like that, all of everything you just said, mm-hmm. I remember feeling that feeling like that when I happened upon a course that I was like, oh my gosh, I totally have to take this course. But I didn't want to spend the money. Mm. I was feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, is it going to be worth that? Am I really going to work this course? How is it going to be different from any other course? And because there's a lot of courses out there to help you with your spiritual and personal development. Right. And I was going, okay, well, how is this really different? But here's the thing. What I couldn't deny is how it felt inside. Hmm. It really did stir something up inside me. And I had actually been asking for like, gosh, I really need something. And when you say asking, uh, you, you mean just asking the universe, asking like God, asking, asking, yeah, like, you know what it was because I remember very, uh, very much like it was yesterday that it was such a hard time I was going through and I was like, you know, I need some inspiration. I need some guidance. I need a mentor. I need a coach. I need someone to help me. And I just didn't know specifically what to do because I've done and trained in a lot of ways. And so, you know, part of me felt like, God, I should know this stuff. Mm. Part of me felt like, you know, there's a million things out there. How am I going to find? And then here's in my inbox something. And I just remember that there was a part of me that was just saying yes. So just as we spoke on, if something feels expansive or contractive, this absolutely you know, brought out such an expansive feeling for me. Mm. And I needed my brain and my money paradigms to really catch up with that. But here's what I found. So I invested in the course and it, it was actually 
very helpful to have spent money versus say if I got it for free, because having spent money on it, boy, I showed up. Right. <laughs> and right. this was That's a long, true. this was a long course. It required a lot of time. I, you know, I showed up for it in the best way that I possibly could. And I, I know that, okay, the material was fantastic. But aside from that, I know a lot of it, a lot of the motivation did have to do with the fact that I spent money on it. Yes. So that's a real positive motivator, you yeah. know, yeah. spend the money and that actual spending of it will help you keep you accountable to actually getting your money's worth, you know? Yeah. I, and I completely admit yeah. to that too. Like, I yeah. like to think of myself as a, you know, a thrifty, frugal person, right? Like, I, I, I try to get the most out of everything. I, I eat my, I eat leftovers. I'll use tea bag two times. You know what I mean? She does. But- she does do that. I'm like, oh my God, there's like the counter. There's, there's these old tea bags. I'm like, oh, can we I'm going to use it again. Compost? I'm going to use it again. It's like, here's, here's what I do. I use one tea bag once, and then I use another tea bag once. And then for my third cup of tea, I'll use both of those used tea bags together in one cup. But sometimes I put them in the compost. Yeah. They're missing, right? When you come downstairs. Sometimes I do too. But anyway, Anyway. what the point is, so the point is, I completely understand what you're saying. And I have observed it in my own self individually and in us collectively. It's like when we decide to pay for a service or pay Mm -hmm. for a product, pay for quality. Mm -hmm. It's like it does. I know that psychologically for me, it helps me Mm -hmm. to show up, invest put in the time and therefore reap the benefits. And, you know, in hindsight, like in investing the money at the time did feel like a leap. It felt like, yeah, yeah ah. it wasn't, it was not an easy decision. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, I have to say it was the right decision right. because I feel like it helped us, you, me, in various, you know, in various shapes and forms, investing in various programs, all, like I said, books, courses, uh, regarding personal development, regarding physical development, it helps because I think it speaks to yourself. It says, yes, self, you are worth investing in. Very true. You know, like you're yep. talking to your deeper self and yourself mm-hmm. goes, oh, thank you. Okay, I guess I am worth it. Right. You know? So I think it works on that level, too. And, you know, one of the super clear examples of that is getting a massage. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, yeah, it is. Or any kind of similar self-care, whether yeah, it's and a massage like getting your hair so done. good and it's like, oh, my God. But it's like, do I want to spend one hundred and twenty dollars on this? Can I spend one hundred and twenty dollars on this? I mean, but you feel great after one. And it's good for you. Got circulation, got a lot of toxin release, relaxation, all that stuff. So anyway, basically, we believe in it. Why don't we take a quick moment for notes and reviews from the community? So this is what podcast listener Leanne from California said. I was in tears when you talked about kids and how people said, don't have them. In tears, laughing. I for sure was laughing out loudly, still giggling, thinking of it now, LOL. So we got that great message from 
listener Leanne, and thank you so much for sending us that message. We do receive a lot of um, emails and various um, messages regarding the podcast, and we would love to somehow move them over to maybe the blog or maybe in a review. Yes, you guys. So thanks, Leanne, and thanks everybody who messages us and emails us and comments and stuff. We would so appreciate it if you could just take some a few seconds just to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Um, you can literally just tap the five, the fifth star in the row, and that leaves a five-star review. It's super easy. <laughs> you can leave a review that just says, great, or I like it, or I love it, or try it. You don't have to like write this whole New York Times book review on it. Right. But we would really appreciate it. And we also appreciate, and our favorite kind of quote-unquote review is when you just tell your friend, like, in real life, like, you know, just like speaking to them, like word of mouth, you know, like old-fashioned analog, like talking to people. We love that, too. So thanks. Thank you. Okay, so let's move on to time. Investing in time. Investing time. We thought it would be fun just to share our morning routines because that is where Sienna and I uh, have the most consistency in terms of investing time in right. ourselves. Right. Or sharpening the saw. So I guess I'll go first. How about that? Yeah, go okay. first. So we'll share that and then we'll go through guidelines for choosing like what how to invest and right after that you will be released to move on with your day <laughs> okay yeah this one's gonna go long all right so my morning routine let me let me flip over this paper because i jotted it down okay you're so prepared so first thing i do is i just take care of my personal hygiene wash my face brush my teeth you know do all that kind of stuff right after that I prepare my breakfast and I eat it while I read. While I read uh, a good book. Right now, I have four different books that I'm reading. And these are like old-fashioned print books. You know, like stuff that I think is going to be edifying. After that, I'll meditate. At this point... I'm meditating anywhere between 5 to 25 minutes or so. Uh, I would love it if it could be more consistently like 20 minutes or you know, 20 minutes or more. I'm working towards that. And then after that, I do a physical workout. And that's pretty much my morning routine. And that's I like a good routine. Yeah, and I like I like to think of the reading portion as Kind of like instead of physical fitness, that's my focus fitness, like to keep my focus as honed as it can be. Because in this day and age where we have an economy that relies on distraction of our attention, I think it's really important to guard our attention as much as mm. possible. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to uh, use that time to really uh, keep the digital part of life you know, the phones mm -hmm. and screens and notifications and all that. I'm trying to keep it in proper perspective and really remind myself that those are interruptions. And, mm -hmm. and I am in charge of my life and what do I allow to be interruptions or not. Right. You know, I, I, don't, I want to allow as few interruptions as possible. 
Mm-hmm. Now, why don't you tell them a little bit about what you make for breakfast? Because that's also an investment. At this, okay, I used to uh, do an egg mm-hmm. as part of my breakfast, mm-hmm. but I've recently gotten off that bandwagon again, and now I'm doing like a hot cereal with uh, vegan butter, which is mostly coconut oil. That toast actually makes. Yeah, that I make. She butter, makes that butter make for Make vegan us. butter. And a bunch of like nuts from like a trail mix and maybe. Raw a, nuts. Yeah, maybe a little mm-hmm. honey and a little salt and that's it. Mm-hmm. And before uh, toast breakfast consisted of not just the one egg, but she would also, um, what did you, you steam the greens? Some power greens, right? You would have the egg on top of power yeah, greens. Yeah, I would have like spinach and yeah, I guess kale and chard and mm-hmm. a bunch of dark leafy greens just uh, lightly sautéed in olive oil. Yeah, see, that sounds good. Oh, but well, I don't do that anymore. I know, I know. Well, <laughs> trying to cut thing back, is good I'm just too. trying to cut back on the eggs. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. But anyways, okay. So, uh, so my routine is so basically, you know, what Toast didn't mention is that we. We wake up usually between 4 and 4.30 in the morning. And I know that sounds really early, but... It is really early. <laughs> but there, but here's the thing. There's something so fantastic about that dark, quiet time of the morning. You know why? Why? It's because at that time, nobody's... You're not going to get a phone call or right. a text. Or a text message, or, right? Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easier yeah. to have the me time mm-hmm. when everybody else is either sleeping, well, probably sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. And probably. it is a sacred, I, I heard that from the 4 a.m. hour, it's like a sacred period. Mm. So maybe we're all tapping into that. But so I wake up, the first thing I do is tend to Mr. Bear. So he has his whole routine. Our cat. And from that point, then I will... Uh, take out my journal and review my affirmations. I'll call them affirmations, even though we can talk about that and how you want to call whatever you want to call them. Um, but also just my vision, my vision statement for my life, for our life, um, together and who I know I am, you know, just really reminding myself of my potential and starting the day with, uh, just merging with my vision. And so I do that. Um, Then I will hop on to one of two apps, either the Insight Timer, which is a meditation app. And it's so great because you can see all the other people who are meditating at the same time you are. Um, And also an app called Happify, which helps you to just really focus on um, the Uh, on gratitude, having a perspective of gratitude in your life. So I'll take a moment to look at that. So I do have my phone in the morning. Um, And then after that, I will spend a little bit of time on social media. So you might, uh, if 
you are an early riser or on the East Coast or something, we are on social media. Well, I am for Instagram at around 530 or so, 545 or so. And I just go and I make sure I see if there are any comments and I, you know, take care of that. And if there is a post to inspire people that day, that is when I will do the post first thing in the morning. And then after that, now we're probably around 6 a.m. And then I will take out my um, course materials, whatever I'm studying in the moment, and I get down to major study between 6 and 7 a.m. And then at 7 a.m., Tosin and I meet together, and we just talk about maybe something we learned that morning in our private time, um, something that inspired us, and we have a moment of sharing. We review the day and what we're going to do that day, what the priorities are that day. And that's my beautiful alarm. But anyways, um, so that's what we do at 7 a.m. And then we're ready to really face and start the day together at 8 a.m. So I know that sounds crazy because it's like we wake up between 4 and 4.30 and we basically spend about three and a half to four hours in the morning of time um, investing in ourselves and each other before we even start the public part, I guess, of the day. But this really is a habit for us. And the non-negotiable part is that even if, uh, like for instance, the 4 a.m. wake up time is not seven days a week. This is Monday through Friday. We stick to that schedule. Weekends, we kind of just wake up whenever. But something that is non-negotiable is no matter what, we have a minimum of at least two hours in the morning to ourselves where we are doing some incarnation of our morning spiritual time so that it's always fun to to hear people's routines i love hearing people's routines yeah there's something there's something uh that's like uh not communal but that lends some kind of camaraderie somehow to me and i like hearing ideas like you know when people say oh and then i do this it's like oh yeah maybe i'll try that too Mm -hmm. yeah because i although on one hand, I think we thrive on routine and mm-hmm. ritual. I know for myself, gotta mix it up. I man. need to, yeah, I need to mix it up every now and then. So sometimes, in instead of reading so much, I'll like journal more. You yeah, know? and depends on what kind of meditation I do. Right, right. Is it a visualization or is it just a, awareness mm-hmm. or what kind of workout it is? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's why, too, with the Insight Timer, Mm -hmm. like sometimes I won't use that, although Mm -hmm. I do love that bell sound. Um, I won't use that, and I'll just use my own um, visioning. Mm -hmm. Right. right. You know, my vision paper, my my notebook that has the the vision in it, you know, and then I just will imagine into it Mm -hmm. and sit with that, those images. Um, So why don't we move on to, did you want to talk about any more no that's it for our morning routines the next thing is just we're wrapping it up so we wanted to just offer the guidelines that came to our minds as far as well how yeah there are a lot of programs out there right that you you could invest your time and money in so goodness like how How do do you decide yeah how do you choose which one is right for you I know, you know, so, so these little guidelines are just, um, little pointers that helped us in making certain decisions for ourselves. So one of them I alluded to earlier, which is, do you feel expansive? 
when you're introduced to a program or, or when you think about, you know, maybe a certain type of investment in yourself? Do you feel expansive? Does it light you up? How do you feel about it? That's number one. Number two is, do the core beliefs or the values expressed by the course creators or the instructors, do their core beliefs line up with yours? Right? That's an important one. Do, yeah. Yeah. Do you, can you really feel like you can get on board right. with, with them, not just in what they're, they're teaching overtly, mm-hmm. but also the, the grander framework of values that mm-hmm. they, they sit in? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do they get you? Yeah. You. Do they get you? That's important because I think that speaks to the vibrational matchup, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, I think that's really and important. I think especially too, like being LGBT, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. like, do their values line up with yours? Right, right. Yeah. And, and number three is the financial piece in terms of, is it a financial, is it easy? Then, you know, maybe there's nothing to really decide there, but is it a stretch for you? Or will it compromise you paying your rent? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Don't do it. I mean, then, you yeah. know, you know, some people, some people wonder, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, if this is really going to help me, then maybe I should just invest in it, even though I can't afford it. We're not you know, recommending that. We're not recommending that, but affording, quote unquote, affording something that is really relative, and right, the, and how and, people see it. Right, that's true. And right? I think a helpful way to think of it, for me anyways, is can I afford not to do this? Like, it depends, right, what, uh, how you're feeling about your life mm-hmm. in, in a certain period of time, like how you you shared. It's like, you know, you were in a period where it's like, I need something. Yeah. Like, I need help. I need something. Yeah. So in, to me, in that kind of situation, you almost like, can't afford not to do not it. to invest right something right. somewhere to help you yeah you know and then, like yeah. yeah and then there's just the but but speaking more to just the basic money the the pure money the transactional piece you know it really it's again it goes back to everyone's different paradigms and what they how they use the word afford right mm-hmm. are you a cash person do you not use credit cards are you okay using credit cards do you pay off your credit cards every month are you okay not paying them off every month and just maybe utilizing 10 percent? are you you know what 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 is it for you mm-hmm. so it really is looking at that and seeing how it feels in terms of are you okay with the financial stretch if it is mm-hmm. um and if it's if you're in a place right now where you you cannot afford to to maybe use a credit card or you don't have a credit card or whatever it might be, it doesn't mean you can't take the course, but it might mean to look at various manifesting tools in how you can bring about this course into your life in terms of where, how, where is the money, how do you source the money piece for this course? And that would be a whole other teaching. Hmm. And then the last one, the last one is, is really just about, um, advice for making sure you focus on one thing, like at a time, like have, have a singular (laughs) focus instead of think, instead of thinking that the more various things you get involved in, the better, right? Because more is not necessarily better. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, you know, maybe even if three courses are calling to you at once, there probably is one that is calling to you the most. So to assess that for yourself and to focus, to give yourself the time to focus on that one course that you'll take and just know that the other courses will be there, you know, or you may even transform in, you know, in a whole other way that those courses won't even, you won't resonate with those courses anymore. And maybe you're ready for the next level. So those are some guidelines that have actually helped us. And that with that, we're going to wrap up. Yes. Because this has oh, been a my long gosh. one, people. You guys. Okay, so if you are even still here, thank you for listening. Thank you for being on this 50-minute journey <laughs> with us. About investing in yourself. And again, we really, really believe one of our core values is that investing in yourself is the best investment. You know, it it will pay a return if yeah. you put into it. You're, you are worth it. We are worth it. And we're going to feel worth it and experience the confidence and the improvement that all in, in, in a 360 degree way as we invest in ourselves. So it's important. It is. And we actually would love to hear from you all in all the ways that you guys are investing in yourselves because we know that you you folks are already doing this in some way, shape, or form. So share your ideas, head to the blog, comment, let us, kn- let us know how you invest in yourself. We would love to hear from you all. Don't be afraid to be an example for all, all of us and each other, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Mm-hmm. What, what do you do? All right. All right. So we're saying goodbye for now for this episode. But please, if you don't already, receive our beautiful emails that we work really oh, yeah. hard at making to uh, making to be a, a source of encouragement for you. Yep. Find out how you can get those emails in the show notes. And until next time, this is Sienna. And this is Toast. Telling you to love life, live free. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.